While remote work comes with many benefits, it can be hard for employers to create an environment that fosters a sense of belonging that encourages employees to stick around. In today's episode of the Brains Bite Back podcast, Eugene Gala, VP of Talent at Index, a company building a global talent platform of vetted full remote engineers, joins us to discuss how enterprises can stop treating tech talent like handymen and make them loyal in the long term. In the episode, Eugene shares why employees need to shift their perspective when it comes to remote work, advocating that no longer is this working style strictly for digital nomads traveling the world. Instead, he argues that those who work remotely should be seen as equal to other types of employees and that the only difference for many is the fact that they do not go to an office. Eugene also explains why it's important to take into consideration the passions and interests of the tech talent you are interviewing to understand what drives them instead of primarily looking at their skills. And finally, Eugene, who speaks four languages, shares advice and tips on how to learn a new language. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Our listeners should be familiar with Index since we previously had the founder, Sergio Matai, on the show a year ago. But for those who are new to Brains Bike Bag, uh, Eugene, can you explain what the company does along with your name and what you do for the company, please? Yeah, uh, my name is Eugene. I'm the VP of talent and I'm responsible for the whole talent side at Index. Uh, this means uh, from the first hello that we are saying to a new developer that we've uh, never talked to before. Uh, until keeping engaged for several years, developers that are working with us, uh, with our clients. And uh, Index is, uh, is a global uh, tech recruitment platform uh, of first-class fully remote engineers that are vetted and uh, are available to be contracted for long-term uh, IT projects. And uh, Mainly, we, we help uh, mature startups and scale-ups, uh, companies that are growing fast to augment their um, engineering team. Uh, it can be from closing some tech gaps that they would have in their teams, maybe one or two roles. But at the same time, we provide um, complete uh, developer teams that would include front-end, back-end, QA, and DevOps. And uh, yeah, our role is to help tech companies uh, fulfill their visions. When, when they are fulfilling their visions, it means that we are fulfilling ours. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to discussing this topic. And I really did enjoy the last uh, episode that we had with Index uh, a year ago, actually. It was in December in 2021. Um, so for those who are long-term listeners of Brains Bite Back and did catch that episode, I'd love it if you could share what has transpired at Index over the past year and how has the company progressed since we last spoke at the end of 2021? Yeah, I will really appreciate your, your invitation and thank you for, uh, for uh, inviting me to be part of this uh, podcast. It really happened a lot. Uh, I joined the company in January 2022, so I haven't been in Index for, for more than uh, a year, but already feels like, uh, like many years. I think for those that are listening to us and they are in the tech space, uh, they might relate with what I'm going to say. I think uh, we can divide 2022 into, into two parts, into two halves. 
Um, the first one would be January, June, uh, when um, we were growing a lot. We, we grew our executive team. I joined the team in January, and then we have a new VP of finance, product, and strategy, Andy, that joined in uh, June as well. We also grew in our uh, departments with, with great talent that joined us uh, to, to help complete our mission of making uh, remote tech uh, project available to, to everyone uh, everywhere. And uh, we did grow in the number of, of developers that we uh, that joined our communities, uh, in the number of tech companies that we work with. Um, so yeah, is 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 really really uh, amazing. On the on the second half, uh, since a big hub uh, of our developers come from Eastern Europe, um, Ukraine uh, war uh, started affecting us uh, three four months after after it started, and it was uh, a bit clear that uh, unfortunately the 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 war does not. Uh, stop there. So then we, we, we got a bit affected in the numbers of, of developers coming from, from this region, uh, plus the, the, the tech freeze, the tech, tech layoffs that happened, uh, especially from, from uh, August and September. Um, of course, also um, had a, a bit of a um, smaller impact on, on us. Now, I must admit 2022 was a great year. Uh, we did grow a lot. Uh, we really, really are thankful for um, all the companies that um, believe in, in, in remote work, believe that great engineers uh, can be found not only in, in great tech hub cities, but they can be found in, in countries like, like Serbia or Turkey or Colombia or Chile. And uh, yeah, we really thank, thank them that they are uh, um, helping developers create great product um, uh, from the, from the uh, remote uh, countries that they are in. And uh, if I would have to sum up, definitely a great year. Uh, index is in X number bigger. Uh, I think at the, uh, at the end of this year, we'll do all the evaluation, but we definitely grew. Uh, would really hope that uh, that the the war and the tech layoffs uh, will stay behind with with this year. Yeah, now that you mention it, it does feel like twenty twenty two has been an exceptionally crazy year. So yeah, I, I certainly do hope as well that that these things come to an end. Uh, but I do have to say, congratulations! In the face of all of this, it's fantastic to hear that you you folks that have progressed. Uh, so much and persevered and still been able to grow so yeah congratulations on that and thank you yeah no worries and uh also in the previous episode we like we spoke about the hurdles when hiring or working in international teams and companies now i'm sure that we could record many episodes on that topic as it is a fascinating subject that is in increasingly more important for today's growing decentralized workforce however in today's episode I really wanted to focus specifically on how enterprises can stop treating tech talent like handymen and make them more loyal in the long term. So Eugene, what advice would you give to our listeners interested in making their tech talent more loyal in the long term? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a really uh, great question and it's, it's in the right year to, to address it. Uh, what I would say is, is first of all, uh, there should be an, an internal mind shift, an attitude shift towards the, the remote colleagues. 
uh, for so many years, people that were working remotely were either seen as these nomads that travel the world with a backpack, or uh, they have just a special situation at home that uh, it's not the choice, they are obliged to, to stay more or work more from home. What I really hope is that there will be an internal um, attitude and mind shift that remote workers are great workers and they are just like anybody else. The only difference is that they don't go to, to office like other colleagues do. But in terms of, of the um, results that they can give or, or, the, or the added value that they can bring to a company, they are as equal as, as anybody else. So I think once that happens in, in, the, in the approach, in the mindset, in how you address every interview with a candidate, um, a lot of things will, will start to improve from there. Another thing is would be, would be to be very clear in the job posting, what do you mean by uh, remote work or, or remote flexible? Or, there are so many types of, of way how companies are, are disguising this. Uh, I would rather call it hybrid or not call it remotely from the beginning because um, a lot of time and candidates are saying to us that yes we've been to to this interview with this company and they had remote as as their um, um, job posting tag but then we actually when we we went into details they said that we mean remote three times in, in in an office in the week so i think at the end of the day this doesn't play well for the breadth of the company because uh, the, 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 the attitude and the information that the candidate is having about that company is they basically were not truthful from the beginning in the relationship. So how they could work for them long-term. So I think starting being very clear and precise about your attitude towards remote. And even if you are hybrid, just, just be open about it, explain what we need. Even if we are uh, a fully remote uh, platform, we do have developers that, that agreed with their project, with their companies to go once per month or once per quarter. Uh, but at least that was good when when the when the information was clear from the beginning. So I think that should be definitely something that that companies should should change in the next year. And last but not least, I think that um, the way you are designing jobs, uh, it should be design a remote first job from the beginning. I think a lot of times uh, still companies are, are designing remote jobs as this handyman, exactly the, the, the um, metaphor that you used. Uh, this is role is for somebody that doesn't come to office. So they will, I don't know, just change some button in an app. I, I hope that they will start seeing um, uh, remote contractors as, as any other employees and they'll be designing the roles for them, thinking that this person will be the next 12, 18 months with the company. So how are you building that role? How are you building the growth or the career path, even if somebody is, is fully remote? So once a company will, will start do there with, with, with changing the mindset, with changing the how we are describing our roles and being very clear about it. And also in designing the, the, the job requirements or even the job roles with our hiring managers, I think just doing that will definitely help companies tap this, this new um, untapped uh, talent pool that they had 
never had before. Uh, companies from, from New York uh, recruiting from uh, Argentina or companies from UK recruiting from um, um, Bosnia. That's it's amazing. It's, we, we are really living amazing times. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. And if you are, make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and a whole lot more, including YouTube. And we want to hear what you think, so be sure to leave us a review. Just search Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, one thing that stood out for me there was your um, advocation that these posts should have clarity. And I could not help but think of uh, a meme that a friend of mine posted. He's a programmer. And uh, he posted this meme where it's a discussion between a programmer and a recruiter. And the programmer asks the recruiter, like, oh, can you tell me what the salary is like in this role? And the recruiter goes, oh, don't worry. It's very competitive. Now, can you tell me about your skills? And the, uh, the programmer responds, oh, don't worry. My skills are very competitive. Uh, <laughs> that really made me chuckle. So um, I, I really do think, uh, yeah, like you're, you're advocating that there should be more clarity, especially when it comes to like um, the flexibility or like just like defining what I, uh, what the job entails in that sense is uh, something that really stood out for me. So I think, I think those are some solid points there. And I can also imagine that part of retaining top tech talent is uh, also depends on how well they gel with the company and their coworkers and the company culture overall. I saw on Index's website that you previously posted a blog, or not you previously, but the company, obviously, uh, uh, a blog titled uh, Seven Traits to Look For When Hiring Top-Level Remote Developers, Excluding the Hard Skills. The blog covers some great insights, such as highlighting that high-performing remote developers are confident communicators, effective team players, and have a positive attitude towards work. Um, But would you be able to share some other insights of how to pick top tech talent that sticks around? Yeah, uh, definitely. What what I'd like to to add to the to the points that you mentioned is uh, I really hope companies will also vet the uh, ability and the desire of the developer to work uh, remotely. Uh, I think that people somehow um, don't really understand that there are developers that really are high performance when they work remotely, and there are developers that don't really perform how they used to when they were in the office and they went back home and the, and the quality of the code or the speed of the code is just not the same. So I think uh, this should be part already in the, in the interview process. If up until now you are not addressing this issue, I would really recommend for talent acquisition or for hiring manager to start addressing that because once you actually understand what was the motivation, how do they organize their workspace, how do they organize their day? You start understanding people that actually thrive uh, in, in working remotely and, and people that wait for the next job when they'll go back to the office, which is fine as well. So I think adding that into the, into the selection might, might also help uh, reduce some of, the, uh, some of the friction and some of the um, bad conversions and, and high retention um, or low retention uh, at the end of the process. Another thing is understanding that not all developers are the same. And even though the code looks the same or the language, I don't know, let's say Java can be used to build also a betting app, but also a healthcare app. 
you need to understand that there are developers that don't want to build apps, for example, that help people um, build um, betting dependencies. So um, I, I've seen a lot of hiring manager getting very upset that their the developer did not accept their offer. And I'm saying, but have you ever even asked if a developer is passionate about healthcare or, or maybe they want to change uh, the, the way people are are perceiving uh, the world of, of, of uh, e-learning and not everyone is passionate about money and crypto even if they are blockchain developers not everyone wants to build a new coin so that's fine so it, it's it's important to to understand what are the projects that developers really thrive and and they want to to help companies build and finally I think, also understanding that yes, maybe the tech talent uh, would be a bit more quiet or, or introvert, or they would not come with, they would not be the first one to come with, with ideas for online parties or, or gatherings. But this does not mean that they don't like to be part of a team, that they don't like to, to build relationships. They maybe just um, are doing it very differently than people from marketing or for sales from HR are doing that. So I think that uh, definitely inviting and, and, and helping uh, remote IT colleagues being part of the, of the cultural elements of the company would help with, with that, uh, that uh, long-term retention. So um, yeah, just making sure asking about their passion not just if they like to write code for what exactly uh, asking if they actually love being remotely and how are they organizing their work uh, to 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 make them thrive and also inviting them to to being part of the culture elements even if if they don't show the biggest enthusiasm uh trust me on the long term they'll appreciate that that you at least uh, made them feel part of, of something bigger. That's really nice. And I love the fact that you consider almost their personality when it comes into this. And you can advocate, like, you can't expect uh, the same thing from everyone. In the example you gave there with introverts, I think that's like classic. Um, and I know some developers and they are quite introverted. I also know some developers, um, a good friend of mine, he's got ADHD as well. So that plays a big role in like how he operates. <laughs> and, uh, the, I think taking those things into consideration uh, is is really important and can often be forgotten. Um, but I love the fact that you are yeah such an advocate for that and you you brought it up on the show. Now before we wrap things up, I would love to ask you what's next on the horizon for Index. Yeah, well, first of all, really really want and my 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 only um, desire for 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 these holidays and Christmas it's it's for the. Uh, war to end as, as quick as possible as, as someone that lived four years in Ukraine uh, for me it's uh, yeah it's it's painful what's what's happening uh, every day there and for the tech layoffs and freezes to to stay behind and uh, hopefully January will bring again um, um, hope and, and smile to, to people working in the tech industry. So hopefully that uh, that will uh, happen with with the going to, to a new year. But we are we are very excited. Nevertheless, what what the, the, the world will bring us. We are very excited about 2023. 
uh, I think I would mention two main things that will um, we're really uh, interested and we're working towards next year. First one would be would be community, uh, especially on the talent side when where I'm I'm overseeing the this area of index. Uh, I think finally we can say that uh, that the pandemic and restrictions are uh, are. Uh, more or less over and the weekend get back to seeing uh, a lot of our developers uh, face to face i think people people think that developers or, or even us uh, working people that work remotely don't like meeting people <laughs> that's that's not true it's just we see the way we organize work very very differently but we do love meeting people face to face so in the next year we we hope to to do our balkan tour where most of our developers are based in and we would like to to have a a trip to to Serbia, Turkey, Bosnia, Romania, uh, Macedonia, Albania, and and meet a lot of our developers face to face. Thank them for for building such great products with with our clients. And why not uh, invite more people that maybe they would need just uh, uh, a face to face meeting to to um, being convinced to join on on Index uh, platform. And I think the second very, very exciting thing for, for next year is the index.dev itself, our platform. Um, we are working on our new iteration, our new uh, improved version. And uh, when our clients or our developers will log into their profiles uh, next year, they will have a better interface. They'll have more functionality there. And hopefully that will, will make their life easier. And uh, if they are happy, then, then uh, we are happy as well. That's, that's our role here is to make sure that we are building tech, but at the same time, we, we are having uh, fun. We, we are improving the world while keeping the, the smile on our faces. And uh, these two at least uh, are very exciting for, for next year, but there will be much more. Awesome. Well, I have to say, yeah, I completely stand by you on both of those wishes. I mean, this this war in Ukraine cannot be over soon enough. Uh, so, yeah, I really hope that it, that, that does come to an end swiftly. And again, same with these uh, tech freezes and uh, the shrinking in that sense. Um, and also, I think it sounds like you've got some fantastic things lined up for 2023. And no doubt, who knows, maybe we'll have another call in December 2023. It'll be our annual catch up. Uh, and I hope all of these things come to fruition. Um, but you did actually mention that you're about your time in Ukraine, and that kind of leads me on to a final thing that I wanted to bring up, and this is on a completely separate note. Uh, I did actually see on your LinkedIn that you speak four languages, English, Romanian, Russian, and Ukrainian, which is incredible, so congratulations on that. And I know this is really off topic, but I love learning languages, and it's a topic I bring up a lot on the show. Um, so do you have any advice for listeners out there who are trying to pick up a new language? Yeah, well, um, thank you. Thank you for, for the, the compliment. I, I'm, I'm actually right now learning Greek since I've, I've moved to Greece uh, three years ago. So it's, it's, it is a complicated process because it's a language that has a completely different alphabet and roots and it's, speak, it's speaking only in Greece. So the motivation that you are learning a language that you can use only in one territory, it's, it's hard. But um, yeah, I think uh, if I, I might sound like a grandpa right now, but I, I would recommend for those listening and if they are in their 20s to start le learning a new language today. 
what I've noticed is that uh, it is different and it is becoming harder and harder when you are learning a new language in, in your 20s, in your 30s, or when you are um, reaching 40s or past how I am at this moment. Um, it's biology, but at the same time, it's also priority and, and motivation and the way you, uh, you learn a new language. So if I would recommend something, I would say uh, start today. But the, the the second thing is definitely use use technology uh, i'm i'm amazed about as a person that mostly learn new language through interactions and through uh, social gatherings and learning the most popular number one ukrainian song or uh, number one uh, greek song that went to eurovision or some other things that help you learn a language uh, i do recommend using uh, using technology that where where is the some apps today with the way they are holding your hand step by step to go through the process it's just just amazing and uh, yeah i i'm using one help uh, very helpful and i see the progress and i i recommend to to do there and yeah, the first thing is uh, definitely don't be afraid to use it. What, what I've learned in every new country where I learned a new language, the language that the locals are speaking, they do appreciate the effort. And even if you're speaking few words, that gives enough motivation to learn few more the next day. And uh, yeah, waiting until you'll be speaking perfectly, it's, it's probably not the best way to go. So if you learn 10 words, try to use them today. That will bring some smiles, some chuckles on some people's faces, but this will give you the boost to, to wake up tomorrow and learn uh, 10 new words. So yeah, those would be the, the, the things that I would uh, recommend and, and definitely do it. Uh, learning new language, uh, reading or listening to songs or theater play uh, in the language uh, of, of, of the um, city that you are visiting is just an incredible experience. Awesome, fantastic. Well. I really appreciate you sharing that advice. Uh, I myself am based in Colombia, uh, but you can tell that I'm from the UK originally. Uh, <laughs> I think that's quite quite clear with uh, the way I speak, but I definitely understand what you mean about um, locals really appreciate that. And I, I've always made an effort to learn um, the local slang words. And that's almost always one of the first things I gravitate to. I'm like, what is unique in this this area or this country when it comes to um the words that are spoken and you always see that people always appreciate that if you use like the the common common phrase for like friend obviously that varies in different places like different parts of uh the spanish-speaking world have different versions it's not just amigo everywhere it's they have their own little version i always try and use that as much as i can in a sentence because it really does make a difference so yeah i, I wish you the best of luck with learning greek and if anyone wants to keep up with you eugene all the work that you folks are doing at index how can they do that yeah, we are quite uh, popular on LinkedIn. We try to keep our pages updated. And on index.dev, we have also a new section and a blog sections where we try to share our journey. We, we are a three-year-old startup that, that grew quite fast. We would like to inspire new generation of, of entrepreneurs, people that believe that we are now at the bridge of something new, which is, which is remote work. And I think we are just 
at just starting this. This is day one out of 100. So really excited what type of, of uh, founders or startups will, will enter this space. And uh, yeah, just um, you can find us on LinkedIn or on index.dev and uh, hope to uh, connect with the people that want to, to make the world a better place through tech. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much once again for joining me today. It has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much as well. Thank you for having me. Growing a company has many hurdles, from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search. Each business challenge is uniquely complex. The solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing. And that is where our sponsor, Publicize, comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases, whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds businesses' online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. What's more, listeners of Brainspike Back can find the tools and resources they need to overcome common hurdles that many startups face when trying to generate long-term growth by visiting publicize.co slash bbb. That's publicize.co slash bbb. This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more episodes just like it, then follow and subscribe to Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube under the channel of our publication, The Sociable. Just search Brains Bite Back and you'll find all of our episodes there. We really love hearing what you have to say. So leave us a review on iTunes or on any other podcasting platform to let us know what you think. You can also reach out on Twitter at, at The Sociable. And finally, go to sociable.co where you can find all our episodes and plenty of articles on topics just like this. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. Disclosure, this episode contained a client and a Spacio portfolio company.